This is the Awakened Pregnancy Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Cattle, intuitive life coach, mama, and multiple hat wearer. I've learned firsthand that pregnancy is our invitation to awaken the divine that is already within. In this podcast, I'll show you how you can invite self-love, acceptance, connection, and intuition into your day so you too can have an incredible journey into mamahood. Keep listening for today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Awaken Pregnancy Podcast. If you are nearly pregnant, I want to send you the biggest congratulations. I am so, so thrilled that you get to experience this wonderful gift of pregnancy. I also know that it doesn't always feel like a gift in the first trimester. It can feel like quite the opposite and that having some type of support in that space through the plethora of emotions that you can feel at any one time is really quite imperative. And so I have created a little freebie for you called the first trimester survival guide. So if you are in the first trimester or if you're in the second trimester, but still feeling first trimester energy, for example, feeling overwhelmed, potentially still feeling feeling nausea, uh, feeling a full range of emotions, feeling fatigue. If you're feeling any of those early pregnancy symptoms, both physically and energetically, I want to invite you to download a copy of this guide. Inside, you will find your daily guide to self-support in the first trimester. It's simple and spacious self-care to help you really nurture yourself now. You'll also see a first trimester checklist inside from what appointments to book to what snacks to purchase. This list has got you covered so you don't need to waste a single ounce of brain power. And then it also includes five really simple mindset shifts to support you on the most challenging days to find alignment and inner peace once more. So if you head to the show notes for this episode, you will be able to download a copy of the first trimester survival guide completely free. It is my gift to you. It is well-loved and I know you're going to adore it as well. Okay, now let's get on to today's episode. So this week I am speaking with the wonderful Renee Gilbert. Renee is a proud Māori woman based in Brisbane. She is a birther of many things, her beautiful son, her doula business, women's circles, and her wonderful spirit baby readings. She has a passion for working with women through their transitions, be it in birth, motherhood, or life. Renee believes that there is so much more to this journey than the physical, and once we allow ourselves to connect to the depths of who we are, who it is that we are, we unlock more of our abilities, potential, and magic. So after the spirit babies interfered with our first attempt to recording this episode, we were finally able to have the conversation again, and it couldn't have been more perfect. So the first attempt that we had... uh, It was filled with tech issues and that quite literally has never happened before in all of the episodes I've recorded for this podcast. It's never happened before. And I got in touch with the company that I used to record and they are a very reputable company that work with some of the biggest podcasts in the world. And they said that it's never happened to them either in the way that it did. So unfortunately, we weren't able to recall that initial interview. But like I said, it was perfect. The spirit babies knew what, like what was going on. They knew where it was at and they knew that they wanted us to have this conversation a little bit further down the track. The energy was different this time. Not that it was bad or anything before, but it was just different and beautiful and perfect. And so I'm really excited to finally bring it to you. So 
Renee has a really deep wisdom that goes well beyond her physical years and a rawness that inspires me to connect more deeply to my edges. This episode will invite you to reflect, connect and move forward in conception, pregnancy and motherhood with clarity and strength like never before. So in this episode, we cover how Renee came to do the work that she does and how she supports women, how we can connect to our spirit baby, the collective messages and signs coming through about the baby's being born now and in the coming years and exactly what you need to know, how to create an empowering birth for yourself, why you need to get comfortable with being held, how you could be escaping your own healing and how that could influence your birth, the role of your birth partner, how to know what support you will need during birth, how to prepare for the fourth trimester and so much more. It is such a beautiful, abundant episode. I think that is absolutely enough from me. Let's dive in. It's time to meet the wonderful Renee. Hello, Renee. Welcome back to the podcast. (laughs) Hey, thank you for having me again. (laughs) It's so, it's so good to be here having this chat. And so if you're listening and you're like, hang on a second, I haven't heard Renee's other episode. That's because no one has, because last time we had this conversation, we had some spiritual interference (laughs) that (laughs) meant that uh, it disappeared. So we are here to have the conversation again, which is such a treat. So thank you and welcome back. And I can't wait to talk to you about all these wonderful things again. And hopefully this time share you with my beautiful audience. Awesome. Thank you. Such a pleasure. So Let's start with you telling us a little bit more about the work that you do in the world and how it is that you have landed in this space of doing this work. Yeah, sure. So I see the work that I do in this world so much more than just the profession that I choose to show up in. It's really the internal work that I do with myself, my home, my family. And I think working so closely with women and birth, and there's this process of a death and rebirth, it's so important to always be doing those internal check-ins, which honestly don't always happen. And sometimes I catch myself out and I'm like, oh shit, I should have said no, or I should have, you know, set that boundary. And it's just this continuous space of learning. Um, But I offer intuitive readings whether they be in person or online I also do spirit baby readings woman circles and I support women through pregnancy birth and postpartum however at the moment I'm not supporting births in person um, because I am growing my own baby my second baby Um, but I am supporting women prenatally and postnatally I think I'll be doing that for the next month or so until I feel like I really need to shift my energy inwards and focus on my own journey. Uh, And I landed in this space, I feel like energetically after I had my son, but it wasn't until two years after his birth that I trusted my intuition and that I started to do the things that I needed to do. And his birthing journey was really that death and rebirth of myself. Um, I became pregnant when I was 18 and I had my son when I was 19. And I really felt this transition into womanhood because before I was pregnant with him, I still felt like a girl. I still felt quite young, even though I believed I was like mature and I had, you know, certain perspectives of the world and I feel like I was very aware. 
I also had this disconnect to my own feminine energy and feeling safe in expressing that. So after being pregnant and birthing my son and having such a beautiful journey with him and and actually expecting the worst when I went into birth, um, it was a big transformation. I expected birth to be like this preparation of going to hell even though I knew I wanted a quote-unquote natural birth and I wanted it to be holistic and I didn't want interventions like I knew what I wanted but I still felt like I was preparing to go for to go to war in some way or another and I had no idea about the maternal system or the birthing systems and I was back in New Zealand at this time Um, but I think intuitively there was something within me that felt like I had to protect myself from something uh, but not birth itself so I didn't hold much fear around physically birthing my son and after I had birthed him although I felt exhausted and tired and sore and all the things Uh, It was so magical and I felt so empowered. It was probably the point where I truly embodied my own confidence and my abilities and my body um, and myself. It was this big pivotal moment for me. Um, And I, I fell in love with birth, but I kind of told myself I didn't. My midwife in New Zealand told me that I should become a midwife and I'd be amazing in the birth space. And I was like yeah, no, I don't like blood. I don't like medical stuff. You know, it's not really for me. And I didn't know what a doula was at that time. And so I kind of brushed it off. But after moving to Australia, when my son was one, it kept coming back, this calling to work with women. Um, And so I started to listen to it more. And I, I discovered what doula work was. And I discovered different doula trainings. And so I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. And if I don't like it, it's fine. It doesn't matter. And if I like it, then cool, I'm going to like continue. So I did my doula training in the end of 2019 in Brunswick Heads um, with a beautiful lady called Anna. And after that, it was like another death and a rebirth, another transition where I felt so enlightened by the world of birth and how I can support women to have an empowering experience and just support them to really trust themselves. It's so incredible. I love, love, love hearing that story. And I think it's so profound to witness that experience happening in you so young. It's always something that I'm fascinated with. And I think, you know, we, without intentionally doing it, we look at our own timeline and like, okay, what was I doing when I was 18, 19, 20? Like, where was my focus? What was I thinking about? And I really just admire you as a woman, having that knowing and understanding of what felt aligned and true for you, both through your birth and motherhood experience. And then also going into, you know, learning how to be a doula and the work that you do now, it's really, it's really beautiful to witness. So like, as a fellow woman, I'm like, I see your girlfriend and that's awesome. Mm. <laughs> um, and you know, it's, it's, I, I, I fully resonate with what you said about birth being this death and rebirth as a woman. And, you know, obviously I also only have one child at this point 
And I know that for me going through that transition from like that real maiden energy and that youthful, um, like that real focus on that kind of youthful, naive, like that kind of energy that there's absolutely nothing wrong with. It's beautiful to then like switch into my mother energy and to see parts of myself that I wanted to let go of and other parts of myself call forward that were already existing and kind of dormant. It is such an awakening of so much in us. And I feel like it's so beautiful to hear that or not not so much beautiful to hear, but I really resonate with something new within you being birthed of that aside from being a mother, you know, becoming a doula and going down that path because that's very similar to my own experience as well. It was like, and I always say this, it was like in birth, I saw the capacity of who I am as a human and I could never forget that. It's like there's this, yeah, there's this magical thing that happens in that portal that Mm. shows us like a part of ourselves that, I know for me, I had never seen before and I was so like in awe of that part of myself and I promised myself in that moment I'd never forget it. And it really sounds like that was something that occurred for you as well. Yeah, definitely. It was, um, you know, something that I went into thinking I knew a lot about, something very, um, I guess, typical of a teenager coming into adulthood where you know, I had grown up with a lot of babies around me when I was nine. I saw my sister give birth and I had this innate knowing that we are made for birth. Um, you know, I kind of grew up seeing my sister talk about birth and she's like, of course we can birth. Like our ancestors birthed in the bush. So of course, you know, we are designed for birth. Um, but I think really journeying through it uh, and allowing my own intuition to be activated through that process is something that you can't uh, learn prior to. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. And as you were speaking then, it it made me kind of feel to acknowledge that this isn't, I, I really believe this isn't about the way that we birth. It's about how we feel in the birth and how and, and by that, I mean, like when we feel empowered and we feel like we're leading the birth, it offers an opportunity for us to really instigate that awakening within ourselves or that to access those parts of ourselves. It's not like a particular type of birth is required in order to feel this activation. It's a particular mindset that's required, I believe. And obviously I'm going to say that because I'm a mindset coach, (laughs) but I really believe that it's about seeing it in a certain way. Cause I can pretty much guarantee Renee that you weren't like the same as me, like through your whole labor, like, Oh my God, this is like my spiritual awakening. This is so amazing. Look how amazing I am. Like, no, it was not like that. (laughs) Definitely. And it's like, you know, that hindsight almost. Um, Yes. And, and as you were saying, it's not a particular experience. It's all about the feeling and that's a a very common message that has been coming up with intuitive readings that I've been doing especially with women is to really get back to our feeling getting back to our feeling self and it's like not what do you want to call in how do you want to feel by what you're calling in Mm. it's so powerful that is like I mean that's like the essence of what I teach. It's about how do you want to feel? Like, what is your body telling you? Like, let's get out of our head. Let's get into our body and let's, you know, let it, let it respond. Let it, let it show us, let it reveal to us. It's so much more powerful, right? It doesn't matter how your intuition accesses you. I can promise you it is not through your mind. (laughs) Definitely. 
good. Um, so you were just talking before about your readings that you do. So I obviously had a reading with you not too long ago and it was really empowering and really supportive. Can you tell us a little bit more about how we connect to our spirit babies and if there are any kind of key collective messages that are being communicated right now that you want to share with us? Definitely. So I kind of stepped into a space of offering spirit baby readings um, after I really acknowledged this, I guess, this calling or this opening of a space. Um, Because not long ago, I didn't really know what spirit babies were. I wasn't really aware of how that connection felt. Um, And the baby that I'm pregnant with at the moment has been journeying with me for some time and I really felt connected to the energy about two and a half years ago where they came to me and gave me their name and I just realized it was like this light bulb moment like holy shit I can connect with my babies before I can conceive them and how transformative this is now within the birth space and how I can really allow women to feel that connection um, whether they've conceived yet or not and how much of a difference that makes in trusting themselves. So that was really beautiful and I I started to have a play around with it to see if it was my thing or not, you know, and I started offering readings and there was just this different energy with spirit baby readings as opposed to like typical intuitive readings that I offer where we kind of tap into a little bit of everything. And there is definitely this key message of babies that are coming through. Their energies are very potent, um, very wise, but the wisdom is not like an earthly wisdom. It feels more galactic or otherworldly. And I've heard from other intuitives that a lot of babies that are incarnating are not reincarnating from the earth realm and they're coming from other spaces with other wisdom that the earth is needing at the moment and I think especially if you are highly intuitive or you're empathic and you can feel the external heaviness or the energetic shifts in the world you can understand and appreciate the purpose and the mission I think that these souls are on and I a lot of women that I've worked with these pregnancies at the moment are so different from their previous pregnancies and births and the babies and the the messages that are coming through from these spirit babies are really like okay mom I'm going to get you to do the thing like you really have to dive deep and do the shit that you know that you need to do because I need that space to take up you know so it's a lot of releasing it's a lot of death and rebirth it's a lot of creating space and taking up space by woman and I think when we step into that power and we do that whether it be in pregnancy and birth preparation or whether it be you know in our profession career whatever it is that we're doing in this life when we take up that space and we create that space it's having that energetic imprint on these children as well Uh, and it's really powerful because we're seeing so many shifts within birth I think it's partially women becoming more empowered and informed and also this underlying intuitive guidance by these spirit babies that are coming through that we can't quite logically understand. Um, 
And so, you know, a lot of people are really doing the work at the moment. It's more than just the superficial, I'm going to go and meditate by the water. You know, it's like, I'm going to go into my room and cry and scream. And I'm going to have that hard conversation with my mom. Because, I mean, as we know, motherhood wounding and stories always comes up within pregnancy and birth. And so it's a really powerful time for babies to be coming through for themselves and for the woman that they choose to be that passage. Mm, So incredible. So incredible. And, uh, you know, I'm getting this feeling as we're talking, you know, when we're talking about empowering birth and now talking about preparing for these babies, I feel like so much of it, and you, you pretty much just said this, it's like a layer deeper. It's like we're getting, it's no longer about like, and it hasn't been for a long time. I'm just trying to articulate this as it's coming to me, but it's no longer about what it looks like it is. It really is about getting down in like the nitty gritty, messy, raw, like edges of who we are in order to be able to grow and expand. It's like what you were saying, like those, you know, like the Instagram pictures meditating by the sea, like that's just not going to cut it. And -hmm. I don't know that it ever did, but I think we just know more now, like we can really see what true work looks like and feels like within ourselves. And, you know, there, there is such a, uh, there is such a collective shift happening at the moment. And so much is being revealed to us in so many different ways of what already existed, but is now visible to the eye, right? It's it's like the things from the shadows have come forward so much. And that includes, you know, the shadows of our ourselves, like our, our shadow self, our, um, you know, the, the heavier energies that exist inside of us. And we can't turn our back on those if we want to continue to grow. Like we do really need to look those things in the eye. So yeah, I feel like that's, um, that's really resonant for me. And it feels really particularly relevant right now. That was very much my experience with Flynn. I mean, I can see that when we first started trying to conceive with him and who I was at that time versus who I was five years later, I can see why I needed to do that work in order to be his mother. Like there's no question. As soon as he was born and I held him, I had this overwhelming feeling, oh, it all makes sense now. And I can't even articulate what that making sense actually means. I just felt it in every part of my body. And so it's like, that's enough for me, right? That's so beautiful. I'm just sitting here like smiling at my laptop. (laughs) That's so beautiful. Uh, Yeah, that's actually a very similar story that I've heard from a few women around conceiving and their journey being, we want to have a baby to holy shit, there's all these things that I'm being called to do and to release and to heal before this baby's going to come through. Um, And another common, I guess, experience of a lot of women that I've spoken to, um, especially around last year and this year, is becoming pregnant, losing the pregnancy, and then falling pregnant again. Um, And I really feel like that is a bit of a testament to the depths that these souls are taking us on. And I feel like a lot of these souls, it's the same soul that came through. You know, I had this a similar experience last year where I was pregnant at the end of the year. I lost that pregnancy and it's, I know I'm pregnant with the same soul, but there's many things that I had to learn within that space and that I had to experience for my own journey as I experience life and support women, but also 
a, a clearing of space for this baby that's coming through because the energy is more potent and it is I guess more uh what's the word like deeply grounded into into this experience and into my essence Mm, I love that so much it's so Mm. powerful it's like the the uh the the veils of like or the ideas or constructs it's like they're all collapsing or I, I don't know if it's the same for everyone but it's like any of these stories or perceptions around like conception pregnancy birth I feel like I see straight through them now like with such clarity it's like my BS meter around these things is just like top level and I don't know if it's like collective that that is now shifting that we can just see through that and see to the true core of what it is but like the vision that I have is that's what it's about it is about getting to the core and the depth of what this is about the almost like the um the symptom is irrelevant it's like the cause it's like what is the deeper illness it's not an illness but I say that in the sense of like you know, often when, when it comes to healing something health-wise, a lot of people treat the symptoms, but it's not about the symptoms. It's like, what is the deeper thing? What is beneath all of that? What is at the core of it? And that is where we feel the shift and that's where we create the change. And, you know, I think, like you said, these babies that are coming through right now, they're coming through so, it's like, they're so clear. Like mm. they're, they're, yeah, they're just, I don't know, their energy feels so clean, which is like a, it almost, that doesn't almost articulate it correctly, but it's like they are, they just feel so clear and um, pure, but also so deeply wise, like you said, but in a different sense to like an old soul, it's like a, yeah, it's not something I've ever felt or experienced before around babies, children, pregnancies. It's, it's really different. It's really exciting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So tell me, as we're welcoming more of these like incredible souls into the world who are like here to guide us into this new age, I feel like it's becoming more obvious that they are calling for these empowering births. So, you know, like I said before, birth, I really see birth as an awakening for women. It's like one of the many opportunities that we have for awakening. What is the role of a doula in helping create those empowering awakening like incredible birth experiences and how can we also prepare ourselves for like a sacred birth so like what would a doula do and how can we also prepare ourselves for that experience Mm, I really feel like guiding you or holding space for you to be guided back to yourself so it's this awareness of self it's knowing who the fuck it is that you are when you are in the depths of yourself when it's dark and you're alone and you feel like where am I going to go to next? And I say that because it's not necessarily like that's how you're going to experience birth, but birth will take you places that you've never been before, even if you've experienced birth multiple times. So you're wanting to get into a space where you know yourself to the core and you know who is around you and what your birth space is like. And birth it is unpredictable. Sometimes we don't know what's going to happen. And so having the right people around you, like a doula that you really resonate with, that you can feel the most comfortable with is one of the most important things, I think, in birth prep. And often I think there's this idea that birth prep is learning about the stages of labor and maybe, you know, some hospital interventions and, you know, what kind of Uh, fairy lights you can get and it's like those are all relevant 
but do you know what you're like when you feel like there's nothing left to hold on to or do you know how you cope when you are so exhausted that you can't even drink water and again it's not to say that that's what you're going to experience but having those tools and having the right people around you to hold you through that is so important because birth is so unique you you can plan you can prepare um and you can set intentions and there might be a lesson that you haven't accounted for that birth wants to take you to and so if you get there and you're like holy shit I didn't plan for this I didn't prepare for this what am I going to do it's like what are you going to do when the house is on fire or the bridge is burning and you're needing to stay balanced and centered and calm. And I think if you already have children and beautiful practices, how do you stay patient when your child is screaming at you? This is something that I struggle with daily. And so it's that simple reminder of like, okay, I know I need to breathe or okay, I know I need a primal scream into a pillow. And um, having a doula that can hold you in the depths of yourself without trying to save you is so pivotal you don't want to be in a space where you feel like you need to be saved you don't want to have people who are trying to mitigate the discomfort or the pain you need someone to hold you through the whole journey so you can be witnessed and you can be raw and you can be vulnerable and I think with these babies you know a lot of women who are pregnant at the moment and are highly empathic are probably experiencing a lot of um, internal awakenings and shifts within themselves that will support them through their birthing journey. So what was the second part of the question? Uh, How can we prepare ourselves? But I feel like you've kind of touched on that. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Um, Not at the moment. Okay, cool. Because I was going to say, I was going to say that I loved how you were talking about um, having in in your birth space, having people who can hold you because I feel like that's a really, really valid point, right? Because obviously, you know, that, that is what we need. We need people to be able to hold us in birth and hold us without trying to save us, like you said. But for the majority of women, we haven't actually had the experience of being fully held in our life ever before. Mm. And you know, this is something that we really need to understand is important and vital because how often do you talk to, and I don't mean this directly to you, Renee, I mean this like as a a question to pose to the listeners, like how often do you go to a friend, your partner, a family member and share a problem, a concern, a challenge, and they come up with solutions for you or ideas or like, how do we move through this? Or like, here's, you know, this is what I would do. Like that is what often happens the majority of the time, but being held is where someone sits with you in your discomfort and supports you through your own awakening discovery process, whatever that is. And so, you know, that is something, and I know this through coaching that, you know, that's quite literally my job is to hold people in that space when they are navigating this, you know, through conception and pregnancy. Like how can I hold you in that space so that you can navigate these things and call on the wisdom within yourself rather than the knowledge within my brain? Like it's just a completely different focus. And so, you know, if you're listening and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, I don't know if I've actually ever really been held before. Look at opportunities where you could maybe have this conversation with your girlfriends and say, look, you know, I want to play with this idea of like, what does it feel like to be held? And I want to, you know, can, can I 
try that with you and can you try that with me? Or, you know, if this feels like something bigger, maybe it is, you know, reaching out to a coach or when it comes to birth, working with a doula, you know, while you're pregnant, in pregnancy and postpartum so that you can really truly feel that experience of someone holding that space for you so you can call on that wisdom and not bypass that opportunity. It's so powerful and so important. Yes, I love everything that you've spoken into. And, you know, birth work is so much more than the preparation you do during pregnancy. It is a reflection of your life journey. And so, you know, start talking, if you're pregnant, start talking to your mom about your birth and how that looked and felt for her because that's going to imprint you. Or maybe you want to look into your lineage and start looking into the stories of women in your lineage that have birthed before you. We have to understand as well that there has been so much conditioning from the time we're born to the time we choose to have babies around birth. You look at media, you look at movies, this idea that birth is a woman lying in a hospital bed holding on for her life, screaming, tense, you know. And so when we're conditioned, even if we are aware of um ways that we can journey through birth that look very different it's still that deeply embedded conditioning also looking at your own personal life and you know the traumas that you've experienced trauma being something as you know significant as you know a a car crash or um, being physically abused or it could be you being told no as a child or being lost in the supermarket And so because the spectrum is so big, we need to really start to become aware of things that we are holding on to. Again, it's that that letting go, the death and rebirth of what no longer serves me, what needs to be excavated. And in order for us to get there, especially as women and especially if you're pregnant at the moment, you know, women being more uh, deepened into their intuition through menstruation and through pregnancy is that how can I allow myself to feel safe? How can I allow my own feminine energy to feel safe by being held? And how can I allow myself to be open and to be seen? And something as simple as eye gazing with your partner or your doula can open up a portal and a a sense of connection where your inner child in that point has truly been seen and maybe that's all she wanted growing up so instead she chose to you know have tantrums or whatever it is that children do to get that attention and and because our inner child lives within us it's so important to to reconnect with her as well so there's so many aspects within birth prep that are more than just going to a baby class or learning about birthing positions but it's like where are you in your life and how do you feel about being in this experience how do you feel within your relationship how do you feel in your home and your body because those things always come up in some part of birth Mm, so powerful it's so powerful you actually when you were talking about like looking at your own like so when your mother gave birth to you and her birth experience and looking at the potential imprints that had 
you actually reminded me um, of something that I, not really reminded me, you actually kind of gave me clarity around something that I hadn't really witnessed before in myself. So my mom had me quite young and she had quite a traumatic experience um, with my birth and her mom had three daughters. So my, my nan, she had three daughters and all of those were, um, none of them were particularly empowering experiences. She birthed all three of them in Sydney at a time where it was very, very clinical with her first, which was my mom. She was dropped to the hospital by my pop. And they basically said like, it was a hospital run by nuns and they were like, get out of here. Look what you've done to her. Basically. (laughs) I know it's just like, it's, it's crazy to think about. And anyway, her three, her three births were quite different because she, there was a a, a space of time across those births, but none of them were particularly empowering. And then, as I said, my mom, the oldest of the three girls, her first birth, my birth was uh, quite traumatic for her. And it, it took her a long time to emotionally recover from that experience. And then my mother's, her two sisters, all of their births were um, elective cesareans. And so, the, and neither of my aunties are overly like you know, they, they, I don't think they speak negatively of their births, but it's not really a, a topic that they talk about. You know, when, when I had Flynn, all I wanted to talk to everyone was about was birth. I was like, how incredible is that thing? And it just wasn't a topic for them. And so as part of my preparation, without kind of recognizing it as deeply as I do now with the power of hindsight, I did look at uh, my mum's birth experiences and what parts of those I was holding in my body and, you know, that didn't belong to me. But it also, you know, hearing that from you, I feel really proud of myself for the work that I did in rewriting that, you know, that narrative in the family of all of the women having these experiences of birth. And that for me, it was a really positive experience. So, um, yeah, so my, my mum's second birth, I've actually spoken a few times about my mum's birth and I really need to get her on to talk about them. Um, but her second one with my brother uh, was four and a half years later and it was really empowering and it was like it really healed her, that beautiful birth. It was a beautiful experience. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it is really relevant to, for us to look at those stories because that definitely wasn't what I wanted to be my story. And I did a, I did heaps of work in pregnancy and I had been doing heaps of work prior to that before we even conceived Flynn. And I think looking back now, I'm like, whoa, that actually did shift a lot. Like it didn't, I didn't arrive at this experience by accident. It was through intentional action for a really long time to clear out anything that could potentially inhibit that process. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to reflect on that personally. That's so beautiful. And it's so amazing because I think in a time and space where healing and self-help and all these things that we're doing internally are more prevalent and, you know, um, I guess more common, it's also equally important, especially for birthing women, to identify when you are trying to outsource your, your I guess, healing part of the journey and trying to allow someone else to do it for you because you've hired mm. someone. And I know that, and I'm, I'm sure it's not a conscious um, choice, but, you know, there sometimes as women – we can feel like, okay, I want to have this amazing birth. Like I'm going to get the best midwife and the best doula and the best birth photographer and all these things. And because I've hired them now, I can sit back and relax. 
but the reality is your shit is still going to come up. And so if we feel like they're going to take us, you know, they're going to take our shit or they're going to save us, then we can very easily be fooled and we ourselves might experience something that maybe we didn't want to. And so that accountability is so, so important within this space. And it's so empowering when we can take that accountability because then it is us and we are choosing what it is that we desire. And we're understanding that especially within birth, pain and pleasure can coexist. Um, And those are tools and techniques that we can bring into birth. So if you know what feels good for you, or you feel comfortable connecting with your sensuality and your sexuality, how would that look for you within birth? Because that oxytocin is released. And so if you have a partner who hugs you and that feels really good for you in that moment, then that helps with the progression of labor and the release of oxytocin. Or it could be nipple stimulation or it could be clitoral stimulation. There's so many different ways to explore our sensuality during pregnancy and during labor and birth that doesn't have to be taboo it doesn't have to be separate from motherhood it doesn't have to make us feel dirty because we've redefined what that means for us which can be really empowering for women as they deepen into their feminine essence And essentially, it is that process of really, like you said earlier, really sinking in and knowing who you are at all of your edges. It's like, it's just a progression of that, right? So um, on that note, I wanted to ask you, everyone's needs in birth are going to be different. You know, like we're, it's not this cookie cutter. Everybody needs X, Y, Z for a fabulous birth. <laughs> like that's just not how it works. So how do we know what support we're going to need bringing our babies into the world because in a practical sense you know we want to make sure that we have that around us how do we know again it's really coming back to self and it's even something that if you hire a doula they can't tell you what you need they can give you ideas they can support you they can help you navigate that space but it really has to come for come from self and so if you know that you you've experienced birth and maybe it wasn't what you wanted or it may have been traumatic then that's something that really needs to be worked on or maybe you've experienced um, some sort of physical trauma sexual trauma maybe it's been pregnancy loss there's so many things that we experience in life that impact the way in which we birth and so it's important to really get to the nitty-gritty things to get to your triggers or what activates you so that you know how to navigate that space. Um, It also comes to what your desires and pleasures are, like I was speaking about before, uh, and what really ticks your boxes. So if you know that you need to have a clean space, or you know you need to have this particular candle, or you you want to make sure that your dog's been walked, it could be something as simple as that, that could... Uh, impact the way in which your labor progresses so when you know what feels comfortable for you and you know that you want to have that crystal on that you know altar or you want to have a particular kind of music playing then you have a way to be creative in your expression and creative in your space it's also really important to know 
what feels really uncomfortable for you and how you navigate the unknown. Because for some women, it can be a space of heightened anxiety if they don't know um, whether or not they're going to be birthing in a hospital or at home, or maybe they plan to birth at home and they get transferred. And so it's like, what tools can I bring into any space that can help ground me and make me feel loved, secure, protected, safe, uh, and all of those things are going to help support you through your birthing journey. Amazing. I love that so much. And then I guess, you know, hearing all of that, I feel like the the beautiful thing is then having somebody, like whether it's a doula or whether it's your partner or both, but having somebody then to advocate for all of those things for you. I know for me that having having Michael there to advocate and be like the protector of my birth space was a massive part to me feeling safe. So he was able to know, you know, what are my wants, what are my needs and how can he advocate for me so he doesn't interrupt my bubble. Like I could just be in the space I needed to be in and I didn't need to be coming back out of that and, you know, saying, oh no, I, you know, that wasn't something I wanted or, you know, I only want this type of music or like whatever it was, I could just stay there and he could be my protector of that birth space. So, you know, I think that's a beautiful, a beautiful gift of having whatever your birth village looks like, having somebody there whose role is purely to really make sure that your needs are being met and to really advocate for your needs. Um, Because we do, you know, we do all the work to figure out what it is I want, what do I need, like how do I clear these things out of the way so that we can be surrendered in that experience. But in order for us to feel fully safe and surrendered, we need to feel protected. I feel like that's like really a big part of the feminine energy is for us to feel fully expressed. We need to feel safe to be fully expressed. And part of that comes from ourself, but part of that comes from our, you know, our, our significant other human. Um, so yeah, I, I know that for me and for Mike or for Mike and I, that was really sacred experience for our relationship, him being able to know me so deeply and what I desired and needed in that birthing space. And then me handing over like full trust for him to protect that for me. It, mm. yeah, it's, it's part of that experience, right? It's part of what makes it sacred. Definitely. And, you know, birth prep is more than just the mother, you know, navigating what it is that she wants and doesn't want. It's also just as important for the father or whoever else is supporting her through that journey. Because if you want to birth at home, but your partner is afraid of birth, he's going to bring that fear into that birth. And so you need to become aware of where your boundaries are. And for some women, it's to send their partner out because the way in which they fear birth is not same for her. And she won't, you know, allow that to interfere with the birthing journey. So it's a really deep journey for relationships and allowing yourself to be seen and and becoming aware of how comfortable you feel in your body because a very common theme is that women feel uncomfortable to you know poo in front of other people and it's like the reality is you're very likely to shit yourself during birth and that's just <laughs> a very normal physiological thing that happens right and so if we start to be more comfortable through before pregnancy preferably or through pregnancy with our bodily excretions and 
you know, our our natural state, then we're going to feel more comfortable to surrender and to allow our body to do everything that it needs to do. Mm, absolutely. So we've spoken obviously a lot about preparing for birth and that experience and then that sacred container and really creating that experience for ourselves. Once birth has happened, there's like a whole lifetime with this person, right? This tiny human that we bring into the world. And I feel like so much emphasis and energy is put into birth, rightly so, as far as preparation. And then obviously we we land in motherhood soon after the, the birth process begins and, you know, I think more and more now we are we are preparing for that fourth trimester. But what do you see as important in those three months following birth for the mother in order to really support herself? And do we need to prepare for that time? What does that kind of look like? Um, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Mm, to be honest, this is sometimes a space that I feel like I'm still navigating and my son's almost four, you know, um, but it's definitely, again, coming back to self. It's like this continuous 180 of like, who am I? What do I need? What do I want? What kind of village do I have around me? Do I have the right people around me? What are, What is my financial situation? You know, what is my um, my relationship dynamic like and it's really identifying all these things in our life that we sometimes forget or we don't consider as birth prep or um, postpartum prep but that are so essential and so you know for some families finances is a big stress and can somewhat guide women into more of a space where they feel depleted and so it's like how can you feel supported and prepared within that space so that's one less thing to worry about or it could be you know within your relationship and what kind of support can you get within your relationship to feel held and loved and seen um And it's really important to also have someone to hold space for you after birth, to debrief, to allow you to be witnessed. Because what I've found with birth is that sometimes women have an amazing experience through birth and they share it and others feel very triggered because maybe they didn't have a good experience. And so that's where that external opinion and judgment can really impact the way in which a woman feels. And it can really impact the way in which she feels safe to share her truth and her story. On the on the other side, if a woman hasn't had the best experience, she can sometimes feel like a burden or she doesn't want to be the the, the woman who's sharing a horror story. And so it can be this tricky space where you either want to be celebrated or you want to be held or all of them together. And it's important to have those people to go to, to share that experience and to, to really be witnessed in the totality of that journey for you. Mm, that's so beautiful. That's such a beautiful point that I haven't really considered before about that debrief post-birth and that it is so, so essential to have a space to be held in sharing that. I love that so much. I feel mm. like that's a service that you could offer if you don't already. I'm sure it's part of your doula work, is yeah, it? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, especially when I'm you know, like working with women, it's yeah really important to in that first session after birth to have that space to be held and to to feel nourished and nurtured as well. 
Mm, so beautiful. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much for today's conversation. I feel like it was it was so beautiful. The last one was amazing, but I feel like this one was even better. So <laughs> I think the spirit babies knew where it was at and yeah. they did what they had to do so that we could do this twice. Definitely. It's been so good to chat and I cannot wait to share this episode with my audience because I know they're going to get so much from it. And I also know it's going to inspire a lot of thought and self-reflection, which is just so beautiful. So thank you for being here, beautiful Renee. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Awakened Pregnancy Podcast. For more, go to katecaddle.com. If you loved the show, make sure you hit subscribe. And if you are more of a candid girl and like to see what's going on behind the scenes and what I'm really like, come and check me out on Instagram, kate underscore cattle. I'll see you soon.